Friends and family, thank you guys so much for joining Every Day is a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. Hey, guys, we are here with Staff Sergeant Cruz for a round two. I know a lot of you guys liked uh, hearing his uh, first episode, and a lot of you guys are intrigued because, you know, he's an active-duty Marine Staff Sergeant. He was a drill instructor. He's an air winger. Got great stories, great experiences. He's also one hell of a motivator and dedicator. So <laughs> to the core, my core, your core, the Marine Corps. <laughs> What's up, uh, man? You know, just having another Dan Daily Day over here. Uh, just took a break from doing all the schoolwork right now because, you know, I'm currently doing my master's degree right now. So uh, just taking a break and, you know, talking with friends, I guess, you know, this is, this is what we Awesome, man. I'm glad to see that we can now see you face-to-face instead of over the phone. <laughs> Get to see that little chisel yes, sir. smile of yours. <laughs> so, hey, let's go ahead and start talking a little bit of stuff. I know, uh, you know, a lot of we talked a lot about drill, you know, you being a drill instructor. But something that I w- didn't get to touch on and I would love to hear about, too, is the drill instructor school in general because – <laughs> you know, I mean, boot camp was rough. It's like, how uh, how was drill instructor school, man? Uh, I'm going to be honest. It, it, it's gone awful. <laughs> um, so. Kind of run us through it. So think about this, right? So, uh, for example, myself, I, I was hissed, right? Uh, usually the people that get hissed do pretty well on, on their SEAs as a drill instructor versus who volunteer because, if you're hissed, you're just going with the mentality like, well, I'm just going to suck it up and just push through it, right? So imagine. Now, so well, let's go ahead and explain it a little bit for the people that aren't Marines, what you're saying, because, uh, you know, you, we're going throwing a lot of acronyms. I, at I these know. Guys. So the, the HISS list, right? So it's a list that comes out every year that for those that do not volunteer to go do these special duty assignments, which is either being a recruiter, drill instructor, or um, – Marine uh, security guard in one of the embassies uh, to fill on those those gaps. There's this list that's called the hiss list, right? To fill in those gaps, uh, and usually they they pick the top tier from at every MOS. Uh, usually the requirement, and, and you know this is just a spewing just knowledge from the top of my head. Usually it's uh, they'll pick. I, now it's um, corporals. They now select corporals now. Uh, but after you've done your first enlistment, if you're two years on station and you have not done an SDA billet or special duty assignment, uh, you're going to be post, you're going to be put on this list. Does that mean that you're going to go and do an SDA billet? It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, there's different criterias to, to depend on, on, on what's going to happen. Right. So you submit your package like, Hey, um, I, I meet, the. I can pass a, a PFT. I, I'm in way high standards. You know, they look at all your tattoos and whatnot, and then they'll come back from the screening list, and then they'll say like, "All right, well, uh, out of everyone, uh, you got picked." In. And this is like very randomly, right? Uh, you're going to go drill instructor. You're going to go recruiter. You know, it's 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 the Oprah Winfield of SDAs, right? You get recruiter. You get recruiter. You get recruiter. You get drill instructor, right? Uh, so that's kind of how the hits list works, right? Um, but kind of think about it also as well is you have, uh, uh, like the Marine Corps is full of like alpha males, right? You know, very dominant, everything else. So 
the ones that go to DI school, when you kind of like think about it, they are like the subject matter experts within their MOS, right? They're, they're, they're like no shit, like hot shit within their MOSs. You have a whole bunch of guys that are hot shit, right? And they're going to go <laughs> and you go from hot shit to your like bottom filth scum of the earth. Like for real. <laughs> let, let me, you're you're recruiting and you're recruit all over so again. let let me let me explain like check-in process right so you go in uh the depot itself it, it's pretty intimidating right so i still remember driving into the depot and i see the parade deck and, and the parade deck from the other side looks very very impressive right and now you're just looking all over yourself and, and i'm i'm not gonna lie you're pretty scared right because you have this mentality you have not interacted with a drill instructor since you know right so you go in uh and my first (laughs) my experience right i go in uh with my paperwork uh to the uh s1 office it's like okay cool uh your paperwork looks good go into the next door uh, there's going to be some drill instructors. Uh, your drill instructor instructors are going to be there, and uh, they'll give you more instruction. I'm like, all right, cool, right? So I walk out, walk through the hallway, go to the other door, and there's this big room, right? As soon as I go in there, right, you know, I, you know, proper customs and courtesies, right? So I go in there. I say, uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah, right, dude. Like, I got fucking blasted. There was this freaking... Male gunnery sergeant that was hiding behind the door, and she like freaking blasted me like straight up like, oh, I guess I'm invisible. I guess I'm in pain against the wall. I guess we don't learn anything to flee about custom and courtesies, right? Like situational awareness. How about you go back and get it right the next time? I'm like, oh god, dude. I'm like, this is You're back at that level. You can't do anything right. I'm like, this is like five minutes into checking into DI school, right? So I go back out. I go back in. Uh, good morning, uh, ladies. Good morning, gentlemen. And then, oh, I get blasted again. Like, well, I got. I guess I'm fat as fuck, huh? I guess I'm poor. I guess I'm freaking oversized over here because I guess I'm ladies. So I go back out again, oh, right? <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I do this for like two or three times. And then I finally am able to go and check in uh with the instructors is in front and they're looking all over my alphas and I'm getting fucked up left and right. Right. Like they're look, looking at it. And the only discrepancy finding all my keys in the world. Yeah. Dude. The <laughs> only discrepancy I had in my alpha, you know, like the tab that I had over here, it was on the outside said inside the collar. And I started <sighs> getting ream, man. Like they're like, you are given that I was a sergeant, right? And they're like, you are a sergeant of Marines. How the hell do you expect for your freaking junior Marines to be correct when you're all fucked up and they start, like, hounding on me? And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I'm like Cooper Cole Black at this point. I'm like, what the hell did I just get myself into? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, dude. And I'm like, no kidding. It's, it's, it sounded like a re- being a recruit all oh, over. Man. It just. It was bad, right? So, anyways, you know, uh. You know, they, they gave us the whole spiel, like, hey, you know, come back at 1700, right? I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, we leave. There's a whole bunch. We're over at the patio, you know, waiting for 1700. All the other DI uh, students 
we're there. We're just talking, you know, everyone from their different MOSs and more of our expectations. And, you know, uh, you know, as usual Marines, we make jokes about it. Like, oh, yeah, this is like being treated like a recruit. And we make jokes about it. Right. And then we go back in there uh, inside the classroom. And then the, the chief instructor comes in. Right. And, and he starts off with, Sam Strayer, look at me now. And we're like, oh, shit. Right. We all like log our bodies. He's like, nah, I'm just joking. Just came. Welcome to, you know, drill instructor school. You know, my name is, you know, Gary Sergeant, blah, blah, blah. And he starts talking, you know, give us an introduction, you know, presents who's a, uh, who's a OIC for, for DI school and everything else. Um, and uh, everything was, you know, for that part, for the brief was pretty chill. Right. And then they tell us like, well, you know, um, it was like around 2000 and they're like, all right. So just a reminder tomorrow, be here as your six, uh, uh, for everything. And, you know, just make sure that you have, uh, these T cards ready. Right now, the T cards, which are these little small index cards that are three by fives. Um, what they ask you is to, they give you this big fat book, which gives you the whole entire schedule. Now they've gone away from it. Right. But for the time that I went, they have this big fat book, which tells you what events are for the following day. So what they want you to do is to write everything from that schedule that for the schedule for the following day and write it on these small little three by fives. Right. And they had to be a specific size, uh, specific, uh, uh, spacing between each line and everything else and specifically write the notes no smudges, laminate. Make four of these, right? Sounds simple, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sounds simple. Not in the Marine Corps. Uh, uh, fuck no. Fuck no. The next day we go in, right? Uh, everything normal, you know, the class, you know. There wasn't too much stress. They were telling us about the explanation about, hey, how, what are the expectations for, you know, who's ever going to be the duty NCO for that day, everything else. And boom, off the rip. Hey, uniform inspection right now. Get online. Bro. Bro. It felt like it was the senior drill instructor inspection again, right? And they're coming in here. Like all the instructors are coming in with their black belts, screaming on top of their lungs, in your face. You got spit all over in your face. You're nervous because they're asking all these freaking random questions and you're like I, I don't probably or you for definitely forgot on the spot you know when you know when you're under so much pressure you're probably like oh god i was oh, like, I, know, I don't know this yeah they're <laughs> asking a whole bunch of questions like hey like like what what's the uh what's the length for your mcmahon bell you know like simple questions right and those ones, like, you can answer, like, pretty normal because, you know, you, you go through it uh, quite often in the fleet. But when they start asking you, like, hey, what's your 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 seventh general order? You're like, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. that for a long time. Shit, man. You're getting blasted left and right, bro. You're, you're just getting blasted. And then you come back and you're like, all right, whatever. Anyways, they tell you, like, around noonish time, like, hey, uh, we're going to cut you out from chow. But by the way, what, by the time you come back from chow, we need you to bring all these items, right? Bro, your whole entire chow time goes into going to the PX and trying to acquire all these items. So pretty much you, you skip chow completely, right? Uh, and that 
And by mm-hmm. the end of the day, right, after you got in your briefs and, and whatnot, they come back and they're like, oh, by the way, go back to your instructors. And then you talk to your instructors, your 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 squad instructors are telling you how, how trash you are because all your T-cards were all messed up. So guess what? Uh, you're going to turn in tomorrow the T-cards that you're going to owe them for the following day for, again. And plus, the ones that you fucked up, you're going to have to redo all four of them. So now the following day, you owe eight. Now, given that each card, if you're very efficient with it, is going to take you roughly like 20, 30 minutes, right? Uh, but since it's our first doing it, it takes you roughly like 50 minutes to make each card. So now you spent the whole entire night making these stupid cards. So for the next following day, all eight of them are wrong. So guess what happens at the <laughs> oh man four for the first day just... the four the four for the second day the four for the third day all right so now you are, yeah 12 now you are hungry right you are starving at this point because you're, you're pretty much not eating till the end of the day where you can actually put some like decent food in your body you're barely not sleeping and it's friday bro and friday is the day of the pft that you run your first pft now, it's not like the PFT in the fleet, right? Because the PFT in the fleet, you show up to the PFT field and you run your PFT. No, no, no. You start from where the classroom is. You do a formation run, which the formation run is like a dead-ass sprint to the PFT field. You do the PFT to then do a freaking PFT or, or a sprint back to, to the schoolhouse. So pretty much you are sleep-deprived, super hungry, right? And you possibly are running the worst PFT you ever done in your whole entire life. Laid out your mind. <laughs> and in addition, right, uh, you have what's called teachbacks, right? Uh, teachbacks are uh, it's this big fat pamphlet where you have to. It's pretty much you're giving a class of drill movements, and you're explaining everything from the purpose of the movement, when you're making the command. How you're going to, uh, how you execute it when you're, you're going to give the command and you're describing the command of what everyone in the platoon has to do, right? But you have to scream that those, that whole thing and verbatim. You have to, you have to like legit scream it. And you're not like screaming like from he, me to you, right? You are on one side of the parade deck. And the instructors are on the other side of the parade deck, and you have to scream it where the instructors have to hear you. Oh, man. So, Larry, yes, already in your voices right there. Uh, huh? yeah. you, uh, <laughs> I will tell you what: that first time you're doing your teachbacks and you're blowing out your voice, uh, the position of attention, the position of attention, where all commands are given, and then you keep continue on, but you're screaming on top of your lungs, and, and you know, like. By the time you start describing the movement, like, your feet are going to be at a 45. You start screaming all those commands that, dude, like, you are, like, winded. You are, like, so winded. And your diaphragm hurts. Your throat hurts. And they can't hear you. you, Airplanes flying above you. You probably didn't even think that would be a thing, huh? You probably didn't even think that would be a thing at that moment. Like, I mean, you're thinking, oh, I could scream over there. And then probably, I mean, after doing it for several minutes bro you're like wow a lot harder than i thought minutes no man we're talking about like 20 seconds 20 seconds saying your voice is gone 
No, yeah, yeah. 20 oh, seconds sure. in, you're just and your instructors are blasting you like, I can't hear you louder. And you're like, and you're sweating and you're stressed out because you don't want to miss up any word and anything like that. Like, you're stressed out, bro. You're stressed out. And then you, you know, if, if you did a good job, uh, you know, you, you don't have to do remedial, but if you, if you mess up, right. Uh, you're going to have to come back Saturday morning, which is your free day. And you're going to have to remediate, uh, and going back to the PFT, right. Uh, if you run, uh, more than a 2230 or 2130, one of those two, uh, you're placed on remedial PT. Wow. And I mean, I don't know, 22 minutes is, uh, it, you, you gotta be at a pretty good, uh, steady pace. Yeah. Uh, so you can imagine that three quarters of the class were on remedial PT because everyone was laid out of their minds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was pretty bad. Right. Um, let me ask you, did they have you guys stay the night there or, or did you guys get to go home at a certain time and you had to be back in the morning or how did so that, all how work? that works? Is, uh, usually if you live nearby, you can go to your house. Like every night they'll let you like leave. Right. So you, you got, uh, there's like three different COAs, right? So one is the person that lives nearby. You can go to your house. Number two, if you were, let's say like, Hey, you were your station in Okinawa or something, they'll give you a, a no shit barracks room. Right. Um, and if you're like, in my case that you're stationed like somewhere, which is, uh, sort of close by but not close enough. Like for example, I lived in Pendleton and I had to travel to, um, to MCRD. That's a 40 minute commute. So they give you what, uh, where these rooms called ROM where you can stay in there. Uh, uh, and they give you that room for, for all the DI students who want to, uh, not do that drive. So I would stay there the whole entire on the weekends. I would, I would go home. Um, I'll take that yeah, first weekend. <laughs> That first weekend was a slip because I had one, two, three, four, five, five times four, 20 T cards to do, plus the ones on Monday. So now, you uh, married and kids and all that stuff uh, when you were in? I mean, when you're doing the Yes, married with kids. And I'm telling you what, man, that, that was rough. Um, DI school. I will say, I'll say this much. I would have not survived the high school without my wife because it got to a point where I told my wife, like, I need your help. <laughs> I need your help to survive. I need you for the yeah. weekend. I need you to prepare me at least all the lines for the T cards. So by the time I would make it Friday night home, at least I have a packet like this ready for me to just write it all in. Right. So that takes away nice. at least like 20 minutes on each card. Uh, and then later on, uh, during uh, the progression in the high school, uh, the, the instructors become a lot more relaxed, right? They, they, they are what they call it. They start transitioning with you, kind of like what's the same expectations as like what they want for the drill instructor. Like first phase, like you're very direct, nothing's missed, blah, blah, blah. And then as time goes down, you pull away to see the development of that recruit and a more 
non-robotic where you have to explain to them absolutely everything, right? So you pull back and look and then make the small correction, right? So kind of like the same thing in, in the high school where, you know, they're demanding with all these cards and everything else before, you know, you had to go to pray deck and, and stream out all these teachbacks. And then they're like, all right, if you have any time, like instead of waiting till Friday to give all, all the teachbacks, you can do it during the week, during your child time, you can go up to the instructor and hit the teachbacks, right? And then like, if you were a smart student, you would go to the easier instructor, right? So we had one, uh, which so happens to be the, the, the I monitor currently, uh, everybody wanted to go with him because he was more about, I don't care too much of what it says verbatim. I want you to show me what, what corrections, what corrections you would do to a recruit for this type of movement. And that's all he wanted to see. And we're like, that's the guy that we want to go to. Um, Cause like literally like memorizing each word. Oh my God. And it's not only that you had to memorize that you had to memorize the RTO, which is the recruit training order, which you had to study that from up, down, left, right, you know, all around clear, right? Uh, you had to memorize that. Not only that, you had to memorize the, the same recruit knowledge that you learn as a recruit. You have to relearn all that stuff again. Uh, so it's a lot of academics that you have to learn in 13 weeks. And plus, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the same amount of boot camp then, huh? It's just another boot camp. But, I mean, probably, would you say it's probably more intense uh, just because of the expectation, uh, you know, that for one, you guys are already Marines. You know, recruits aren't. There's just, a you know, a different, I, I got to say, probably a different expectation there. And some guys, or or do you feel that maybe they aren't as hard on you guys? Or, or what, do you, what do you say? If you would say, like, what was hard if going as... Uh, as a recruit or going to DI school, I will hands down say DI school. Hands down. And, and you got to think about it. Like, as as a recruit, you're going to do absolutely everything possible to become a Marine, right? Everything possible. Right. You know, because you don't know any better. You're going to go to DI school. You have experience about the fleet. You know how the Marine Corps works and everything else. And low-key, you're like... I, I'm getting fucking hazed right now. <laughs> there's no person <laughs> talking to me like this. And like, there's no, like no one's flinching an eye about this. Right. Like, cannot talk to me like bullshit. I am going to talk to you like that. You're going to receive it and you're going to keep your mouth shut because guess what? Are you going to say like, Oh, the recruits going to come at you sideways. You're like, mm. so, uh, Pretty much, it's it, it's rough, man. It's rough, and not only that, you like as a recruit, you don't have any other distractions, right? They take away your phone. That you know, you don't have to do family. Right. Like I have still kids. I still have a wife. I'll tell you one. Um, uh, at the time, Grace Ariano, right? She was my squad instructor. Um, which mad respect to her. She played the role like no other, like, like I have mad respect for this woman. Right. But however, you know, me as a young Sergeant, you know, I came up to her like, Hey, I'm having this issue with my son at the CDC. Uh, he's acting out. Uh, 
I don't know what to do, blah, 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 blah. And she comes up to me and she looks at me like, and, and what do you want me to do? Like, like, that's a you issue. That's not a me issue. I'm like, well, well, what do you mean? Like, like, uh, my kid's acting out. He's being aggressive at the CDC, blah, blah, blah. And like, well, that sounds to me like it's a failure from your part as a freaking, as a father. And I was like, bro, did you call me a <laughs> shit father? And Man. she's like, looks at me dead at dead ass in the eyes like you're right like what do you want me to do that's your kid like if you didn't show him or discipline him or know what's right and what's wrong like whenever you go away all of a sudden he starts acting out that's a you problem bro you can't expect that we're going to stop all recruit training because you were not able to show whatever values you need to show to your kid so whenever you go, go away he doesn't start acting out bro i was like i Heated, bro. Like heated. Deep, bro. Yeah, for sure. Like she kicked you right in the nuts on that. Bro, one. I was so I was I still remember like after I think that was at the beginning of the week, and we had this one run, uh, which was the Miramar run. And I I've always sucked at running, bro. Uh, like I literally have to run myself to freaking death to run a decent running time. I remember we were doing the yeah. And it was a squad run, right? So whoever squad would get first, they don't have duty. But I was, dude, I was like in like not the correct mindset. I was like, I, I just don't give a flying fuck. Like I have this issue. I have my, my issues with my kids and whatnot. And like, I don't feel like I'm getting the support I need. Right. So we're doing this run. My squad is talking match shit. Like, let's go Cruz. Let's go. Let's run faster. I'm like, I'm like, look at him. Like, fuck you guys. You know what? I'm going to run slower. Fuck you all. Right, and you see other squads <laughs> passing us. Edway, you see, like all the other squads are passing us, and they're like, "Oh, it looks like your squad's gonna have you again." And we're like, oh. and everyone's like, "Dude, come on, dude, like run faster." I'm like, "Fuck this!" And then I remember my squad instructor runs, comes out, and she's like, starts talking mad shit, bro. And I go complete internal, bro. Like, I'm not talking to no one at this point. I'm going completely internal. I think one of the other instructors uh, saw this uh, after I was done. And he pulls me aside. He's like, yo, man, what's up? So I told him, like, the whole, like, dude, like, I break down, bro. I break down. And, um, yeah, they, they took care of me, man. They took care of me. At the end, when I grabbed. You kind of hit the rock bottom there, huh? Where you're just like, you felt defeated. You, you were, you were just like at your 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 end at that point. Yeah, I, I was it, man. I, I was, I was at that point. I was tapping out, bro. I was like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. There's no, there's no reason why why I should be doing this. I'm away from my family. My kids acting out. I have this squad instructor that you know is it's it's not giving me what what I need, right? And it wasn't until we finally graduated. Uh, and I, I will say this much, right. You know, cause we talk about the bad stuff, but I have to talk about the good stuff that that woman did because she, oh my God, like my first year on in the trenches, uh, she would call me at least once a week to check up on me at least once a week. Hey, how you doing? How you doing in cycle? How you doing with your family and everything else, man? Like legit. And I remember I had on my second cycle which was one of my hardest cycles, man. Uh, I called her up 
like, hey, I'm having this issue. And, bro, she was on the phone with me for at least, I want to say, like, a good two hours, bro. Like, a good two hours just hearing me. And I told her, you. I told her like, why were you not like this when I, when I needed you as an instructor? And she was like, because I had to play the role. Because I could not wait right. that I had to show you that you cannot show emotions to the fucking recruits. If I showed you compassion, I would show you favoritism. I would have showed you that, that, that I'm giving you a different opportunity. And how fair is that for anyone else that might be going through the same thing and they're just biting their tongue or their lip? I want you because you are going yeah. through the same situations, just the same way like I told you with, with the recruits. And... Bro, she was right, bro, because you hear you hear some shit from the recruits and after a while it's it's sort of like the same thing, right? Like every year you have one of the kids in your platoon that that their parents are going to get deported. And that's a big thing, man. But every cycle you hear the same story. Oh yeah. Hey, I need to send money to my parents. They're about to get deported, blah 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 blah. So in a sense, I thank her for that, right? Uh it was a shitty shitty way to say like it's a teaching moment probably but how what other way was there to learn right what other learning opportunity was there for that so i I have to be appreciative of that but yeah man the high school it will break you man and i think i had it really rough in the high school and then while i was in the trenches i loved it man I, i i absolutely loved it uh uh i still remember my first cycle for me, it was like a fucking breeze. My first cycle, uh, because I, you know, the other hats, they were getting fucking slayed. And me, I was like, Oh, you need me to do this. Okay. I had a good attitude about everything. I'm like, you need me to do this. Okay. You need me to do this. Okay. Cause I got fucking slayed in the high school. So by the time I made it to the trenches, I was like, Oh, this is what you need. What? Two in the morning. Fuck. Yeah. I'll do it. I don't care. So what year did you uh, go to the high school? What was it? Uh, 2018. Now it's a little bit more different, right? Uh, it, it's uh, I'm right. I left the high school. It's it's a lot. It's a lot lot different. They don't do the T cards anymore, which was one of all the students' biggest complaints, right? We all bitched about it, and once they took it out of the high school, all the drill instructors that were in the trenches were like, oh, that's some fucking bullshit. Hold on, you know how Marines are, right? They're like that's some fucking bullshit. yeah. No, they- like i had a fuck right (laughs) you know um so it's uh it it was just one of those things right um but nonetheless man like um yeah it 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 was crazy man the hikes i'll tell you what the hikes in the high school were terrible there was once the good old humps huh how far uh, were they? There was one hump we did. Um, I don't know how long it was, but I know that we were going up and down hills, right? And I remember we were going up this steep ass hill that was worse than the Reaper. I, I shit you not, it was worse than the Reaper. <laughs> and it was probably like a good mile and a half, just straight up like this. And I still remember that that this I was. was the what was it? Backside of Camp Pendleton, it, it was in a no, Camp Pendleton, right? No, it was in right? Miramar. Oh, Miramar? We were, they got some good old mountains over there, too, huh? Yeah, Shit. we were in some some random mountain in Miramar. 
And I still remember going up. Okay. And my complete vision just black. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, oh, fuck. I'm about to fall out. I'm about to fall out. Oh, fuck no. I cannot fall out because if I fall out, I'm going to be made fun of. And I'm already stressed out enough. I cannot fucking fall out. So all I kept on thinking is one foot in front of the other. One foot in front of the other. One foot in front of the other. I make it to the top of the fucking mountain, right? And my vision is coming back, right? It's like the b- blood flow is finally coming back. And I started looking around me, right? Because I was the last one. When I look around me, like half of the class was still going up the fucking hill. It, 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 and at that point, I started to realize, like, damn, dude, like, freaking really fucking crazy shit, man. Like some really crazy shit. And uh, I'll be honest with you. I never knew how far my body could go until I did boot camp and stuff like that, bro. Because there was times when you just you wanted to stop, or you just felt like, oh my, you know, in your head, you're like, I can't go any further. Like my legs, my knees, my my shins, they're 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 killing me right now. But you just you know you have it in you, and you just keep on going, bro. I mean, I watch guys finish. You know, uh, the crucible and stuff with that, with hairline fractures, uh, broken ankles, like not giving a crap because they do not want to go back and and have to redo a phase. And, and, and it's crazy because I look back at my time as a drill instructor and I, I keep on thinking to myself, like, how the fuck did I do that? Like, how the fuck was I cool and coherent to be able to work with two hours of sleep every day? Right. That I was able to deliver this this intensity, and I, you know this might sound like a little bit cliche, but bro, every time uh, I would walk on the on the um, on on the deck, right on the, in the side of squad bay, I would think like it's like it's WWE, bro. <laughs> I shit you not, bro. Are you ready? I I was like, you know what? I need to have like a mixture between, you know, the same demeanor is the undertaker, the, the spitball fucking shit talking as freaking, um, as the rock and fucking this fucking hardcore fucking boot and ass freaking of Stokehold Steve Austin. That's my whole thought process behind there, man. Yeah, here I go, bro. You know, like, bro, like, and you were tired, man. Like, legit, like, there were times like you were tired, and I I shit you not, man. If it weren't for like the other drill instructors, honestly, like, I I wouldn't have survived, man. Because at the same time, it's like the other drill instructors pump you up, and like, you'll be like fucking like slowing down. You're tired, and you'll have another drill instructor come by as they're running around, and they'll tap you on. Like they'll pull in your sleeve, like let's go, bro, let's go, let's go, and they'll get hyped up. So you get hyped up too, and then you just start demolishing the fucking chaos. And then you see, and then all of a sudden you see this magical thing, right? You see a, a tear come out of a recruit. Oh my god, that's like the best thing. That that gives you so much fucking energy. You're like, oh yes, I made this bitch fucking cry. Yes, yes. And now you start going <laughs> crazy, bro. <laughs> and you start the whole yeah, deck, right? Yeah. So. Uh, 
I don't know. You just feed off of it, man. It's, and that's why I kind of like, like look at like WWE, right? Like, like you see like the wrestlers, they feed off the audience and you know, the audience feed off of the wrestlers. Like, man, it's like that, that, that same freaking reaction. Like you feed off the fucking recruits. Like, like if the recruits are loud as fuck, bro, like, bro, you are on fire. Um, and the same way, man, like later down when, when like, your first cycles, like you don't understand that, but later down, like when you're a very experienced drill instructor, so you kind of like understand, like you transfer that fucking energy back to the fucking recruits and they get fucking pumped up, bro. It's real, man. Like, especially like drill, right? Like drill, yeah. like let's be honest, like the like, recruits fucking hate drill. They hate drill. But as you start pumping them, like, like, like you like hear like inspection arms and all of a sudden, like it might sound trash, right? But you look at him like, I'm lost. I'm lost. That's the shit I'm talking about. Just like that every single fucking time. And they're like, yes, sir. And like, bro, and like, inspection hurts. And they start fucking cracking sticks, bro. You're like, I'm lost. That's the shit I'm talking about. And they're like, yes, sir. And they get fucking pumped up, bro. They get pumped up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, and the same thing. Uh, it is motivating. I ain't gonna lie, it is motivating. And you know that was kind of, I think, a big shocker to me when I was in boot camp. Is is drill? Because I mean, I, I watched uh, you know Full Metal Jacket and shit like that, but I didn't know much going in. I was I was so shocked how everything was really driven around drill and how important it was to those drill instructors. Come you know that day on when they got to go battle each other. But I know that we were all pumped and it just, you know, when everybody's dressed in their blues and, and we're all just, you know, popping and, you know, everything sounds great and we're all in unison, it, it, it does start to, you know, even as a recruit, man, I mean, you start to feel that motivation, you know, starting to pump through your body and you kind of lose that, that, that feeling of, ah, uh, drill. And then it turns into like a competitive thing. Like, yeah, let's beat these motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> we want... We want the better duty at Edson Range, dude. And, you know? and you gotta think, because back then we got. And you gotta think about it, man. Like we, like we don't have time to go sit down and watch sports or 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 Sunday night football. Like we don't have time for that. We gotta train recruits, right? So what's the only sport that we do have? Right? Yeah, drill. And, and think about it like this, right? The drill, like let's let's be realistic, right? Uh, the drill instructor is not teaching a McMap. Yes, it is a drill instructor that goes on quota that teaches a McMap. But it's a, it's a different entity that teaches them McMap. It's a different entity that teaches them how to shoot at the rifle range. It's a different entity that teaches them academics like like UCMJ, uh, Marine Corps history, right? Even though they're drill instructors, but they're, you know, on quota. But the drill instructors that are there day in, day out with the recruits, what do are they responsible of teaching them? Drill. And that's where you so much fucking right. pride in that shit, right? And you know, uh, I I, I kind of like love how we have like the culture of the depot and treating drill like a sport, especially like before initial drill when the J hat or the heavy hat takes the platoon alone by them, and and all the the heavies and the Js take the platoon separate, while all the number hats and the senior drill instructors stay inside the houses, and you're just like, hey, we're gonna compete and, and pop sticks in front of this other platoon, right? And it's like. Like, hey, I'm boss. We ready for a drive by or what? Yes, sir. And then you'll like, like, 
like you'll freaking march your platoon, you'll see another platoon hitting six, and then you'll freaking halt them right there, like like echo on, echo on, sir. Where you at sixty nine? 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 Wanna get some? Wanna get some? Come get some? Come get some? Echo off, right? And and they get like fucking and, and dude, and then you just hear that fucking shit talking, right? And then like there you go, you start fucking pop, like popping sticks, bro. And those kids get so fucking pumped up and super motivated. And it's like you, you didn't you didn't do like no fucking uh what's it called? You didn't come up and, and give them like freaking energy drinks or nothing, man. You just you just uh you know you you, you just. You just told them like, "Hey, be confident in your skills and, and hit it, bro. Just hit it." And I, I'll tell you what, man, that that's just fucking motivating, man. When you see those kids like are pumped up and you see like that fire in their eyes and they're ready to get some, bro, you're like, "Fuck yeah, man!" That's the shit I'm fucking talking about. So it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. And then obviously you have initial drill and then final drill, bro. Like final drill is like the Super Bowl of of fucking um, it, it is like our Super Bowl, but for drill, right? Uh. And you have everyone. You got Italian commander yeah. there. You got, like, all the sergeant majors there. Everybody's there, you know. You have, all, like, and you got to think about it, man. It's like you have family. Like the, the, uh, I forgot what they call it, like, the grand master of the ceremony. Oh, the drill. It's like a sergeant major. Yeah. Got the drill yeah. masters. And you got to think about it, too, man. Like, like, you don't want your platoon looking like ass because at the end of the day, your family's out there too because you invite your your wife and you invite your kids and everything else and you want to show them like hey i've been away for 3 weeks 6 weeks i want to show you the product of of what we have because usually uh families will show up for Kind of lost you. You can let your family know, like, hey, it's worth the sacrifice. This is what I'm doing. This is the product that you're going to see. Yeah, how many times do you think you did boot camp, man? <laughs> I mean, a drill instructor boot camp. You know, how many times have you done boot camp, bro? Do you got to uh, count? What is, is it like? So, so take it back to when you actually joined. Yes. You did boot camp, all right. Then when you decided to go to DI school, that's boot camp all over yep. again. And then once you become a drill instructor, you're running nothing but recruits through, man. So. I got three already before you even start being a drill instructor. So, uh, when you're a drill instructor, how many more do you uh, think you got? So it depends, right? Uh, it depends also on the battalion company level how how they see your your performance, right? If they see you like a like no shit, like you're a, a high value asset, like we cannot we cannot give this guy like or quota or anything else, like we're gonna keep you, man. And usually, like you see those guys. Um, I've seen drill instructors do nine cycles. I'll tell you what, man, nine cycles, they're burnt the fuck out, bro. Like they're burnt out. Um, typically normal, you'll see like a hat do 
uh, it's typical to see like six, like six cycles. You'll see that that's like typical, right? So they'll do, um, uh, and then like six and they might do like a seventh or they might do like, uh, four green belt cycles and then two senior cycles. And then they'll become achieved depending, uh, how they see them. Um, uh, you might see uh, a hat do, you know, six cycles as a green belt and then three cycles as a senior. And it, it just depends, right? Right place, right time, too. Um, because it all depends on who's coming in, who's leaving, who's coming back from quota, who's going to quota, what remaining time there is. And it's, it's just it's just a numbers game. So. The, depending if you're in the right place, right time, you're able to move up, or if not, you're you're kind of like stuck in the slumps, right? Uh, like in my case, uh, I was on my sixth cycle. They're like, "Hey, uh, there's this opportunity to usually go Echo Company. You could go Echo Company, or you know, uh, take the time off." I'm like, "Dude, I, I need the time off. I'm burnt out. <laughs> Six cycles. I, I'm burnt out. I don't. I don't. I don't care for black belt at this point, man." And plus, I wanted to finish with my last uh, platoon because if they would have put me the black belt, they would have removed me from that six cycle I was doing that was on, it was like the week prior to the Crucible, and they would be like, yeah, we're going to pluck you out and put you over here. And that, I don't know, man, that's that's pretty shitty, man, because you see, like, all these kids grow and everything else, and to be, like, your last cycle, like, I, I didn't see, like, it was freaking worth it, if it makes sense. Yeah, no. So what you uh, did nine? Then we got a total of nine times you uh, did boot camp. It's three before, and then you did six so cycles. I did six cycles, maybe one for DI school and one as a recruit. Okay. So we'll say like eight times I've I've experienced boot camp. Dang. See, I, I think people fail to realize that when they you know when they look at drill instructors. Drill instructors pretty much do what all the recruits do. I mean, yeah, they're sitting there yelling at them, but whenever it's time to put the fucking gear on and go hump, they got to put their gear on and go hump. You know, when we're jogging out to go do martial arts, they're jogging out there with us. I mean, so these guys are, they're not out there just like, you know, taking a break. Uh, hey, bro, uh, take the platoon out. I'll be you know, no, we'll be and, and here's the thing, right? Uh, and if you think about it, because there's this weird misconception, like, oh, drill instructors put pillows in their in their main packs, right? Not saying like, hey, that there's never been the case. Yeah, I'm not gonna say, not gonna say I haven't made yeah. that claim <laughs> because <laughs> motherfuckers make it look too easy. But when they've done it so many times, how but, can they not? Uh, like you have instructors, right? Like I remember one chief instructor told us like. And he inspected all our packs to make sure that we had all the same exact gear as the recruits, plus an additional ammo can. Yes. Yes. Ooh. The ammo can, people don't realize that's that's a heavy That's heavy an additional deal. 30 pounds onto your pack, which is not fun. Uh, I remember one cycle yeah. because me and my senior, we were talking mad shit to each other. Uh, I think it was... Yes, it was my last cycle. So me and my senior, we're talking mad shit, right? Uh, so he puts he puts three ammo cans, and I think he put three ammo cans in his pack. I'm like, well, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to, or no, he puts one ammo can. 
in his pack. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to outdo you. I'm going to put two ammo cans in my pack, right? But we're doing the beach hike. And, you know, to be realistic, the senior doesn't get too slayed because he's in the front. He he leads the pace for the platoon. But I was I was the jail. Yeah, right. I'm in the back. I, I suffer all the slinky effect of the entire platoon. Yeah. And it's a beach hike. So I'm getting it. Yeah, uh, senior with some long ass legs, bro. bro. There's a lot of slink that people don't realize how that works. Bro. <laughs> and these these kids are all dragging their boots. You're like, hey, pick your feet up. And then imagine, bro. Like, imagine. I, I'll, I'll tell you what, man. Imagine doing a beach hike and you have water all the way to your waist, plus your pack, plus two ammo cans in your pack. Ah, uh, yeah, my legs were done. <laughs> my legs were done, done. I was like, I. By the time I, I ended that hike, I had like I looked at my feet and they were like all covered in blood. Like I lost all my nails that day. Um, and, and that's yeah. and that's a Dude, usual thing. Get water. There, there's one thing that you will never want to ask a drill instructor is let me look at your feet. <laughs> never ask a drill instructor let me look at your feet, man. They will have the most cringiest, ugliest freaking toenails because they're all broke. They're, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, I mean, I can really imagine, dude, because like I said, going through it one cycle is is a lot on a human being. You know, having to go through that iteration eight times, that is a lot. Yes. And, and now. And, but that's, I mean. I mean, honestly, that's why, you know, they're, you guys are such badasses, though. I mean, it, it, it takes a certain individual. That's why definitely not everyone can do that. Is there a, is there a big failure rate, too, with uh, drill instructors like, and stuff like that? And what happens if they, they get dropped out? Because, obviously, they got to do this as a, like, a B-bill or whatever. Uh, so, strangely enough, uh, you will have uh, – you do have drill instructors that do tap out um, – um, usually what they'll happen is they'll either move them to a different team because it's either like the team dynamic is not working out for that drill instructor and they have to move them or they're just simply like they'll plug them out and they'll put them on quota and see how it does there. Right. It, it might be like, Hey, that drill instructor has other things going on. Right. So let's take care of the drill instructor. Let's move them on quota. Have him fix whatever he needs to fix, and then come back strong, right? And there's those cases, right? Um, there's other cases where you know the drill instructor is just straight up, uh, straight up quits, like straight quits, and they got to be freaking RFC, right? Relief for cause, um, because they straight up don't don't want to do it anymore. They're they're done, and, and you know, so there, there's no saving those individuals. So there there's everything, right? Um, but the good majority of the cases, like when you have a, a, a drill instructor taps out, what they'll do is like, hey, we're just going to move you from this team. We'll move you to a, a different team to see how the dynamic works, right? And if the dynamic works, then it, it works, right? Uh, I had a buddy of mine, like, uh, he, so happened that he tapped out in two different cycles, right? Because he just couldn't work with a certain individual uh, within the company. He just couldn't because I, I don't know. I like the dude. But he couldn't work with the dude. He's, and I was like, all right, whatever, man. Um, but he ended up being successful, right? He ended up his tour as a freaking 
as a senior, even though he tapped like in his first two cycles, he, he tapped and, and wanted to quit. But regardless, he, he made it all the way to senior, right? So it just it just tells you, right? Like a lot of people are like, oh, well, you, you, you become a senior because you were bad the whole entire time. Like, eh, now is the case, man. I've seen a lot of people are that were the black belt and they tapped out in their early, in their early cycles. So uh, it's either here or there. It's right place, right time. That's what you said for the senior drill instructor, yes. right? You said it kind of starts during the early cycle too, right? When you're right when you're going into DI school, they're already starting to check that well, out. Uh, well, uh, well, it depends, right? Because um, it's two things, right? You have like, as I was mentioned at the beginning of of, of this uh, of this session, is you have the ones that got histed and the ones that volunteer. The ones that volunteer have a really, really hard time adjusting right and the reason why is that they have this mentality that i'm going to go to to the depot and i'm going to mentor guide and mold these recruits into this product that that i want in the fleet right and that's not the case bro like you're not developing corporals yeah like you're not developing like like senior lance corporals right and some of these guys that go volunteer you know, they get their feelings hurt. Like, no, dog. Like, that's that's not how we conduct business here. Like, that's not how we're doing it. Like, no, you're not the freaking recruits buddies. Like, and, and for them, it's really rough. Uh, you got guys that, you know, uh, they, the, from whatever MOS they come from, you know, they might get, like, two hours of chow. They might come in at 08 and at 1600, they already bounced back in the fleet. In comparison now, you're there from five in the morning and it's still like 2300 and you're still awake doing stuff for the recruits. So now they're having like, what the fuck am I doing? Like those guys are like, damn, I volunteered to do this shit. Like, this is not what I signed up for. Cause the, in their brain cells, like they're like, they're like, uh, this is not what I thought it was going to be for the guys that are hissed. They're like, whatever. I knew this was going to suck. Um, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. I'm, you know, I, I don't have any, other other right. choice than you know just push through it and they do really really good man like uh i want to say they drink the kool-aid but they adjust to whatever it, they conform very quick like hey this is what you need from me all right cool i got you oh this is what you need all right cool you need me to do this all right you need me to conduct myself like this all right cool why because we don't want to get fucked with we just want to get the job done as quickly and effectively as possible so our time on the depot becomes a lot faster and we can go back to the fleet right compared to the guys that volunteer uh they i don't i don't know man they they have a rough time they'll go on social media and bitch about it um <laughs> oh man yeah hey so speaking of the fleet so after you uh you were done with your di school you go back out you know go back to your job which you're you're in the air wing, right? What's your actual I'm a MOS? Tilt Row Air Prince Mechanic, uh, 6156. Right. So, since you guys, since you've been out in the fleet, man, have you ran into any of your old, uh, any recruits or anything like that since you, you've been out there? And they're like, hey, Stasser, oh shit. You know. So, but, funny story, right? Uh, I actually got one of my Marines that I have in my shop right now that just checked in with me in my section, like, maybe a week ago, he was actually one of my recruits for my last cycle. 
So he is, he's very robotic when he sees me. Very robotic. You feel like he snaps back to being, he feels like a recruit again around you. Like there's just a different, or he, does he feel like he, you know, oh no, there's that sort I got to act a certain way. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's very awkward. And I come and talk like, and uh, like, for example, uh, I walked, we were doing this maintenance on, on the bird and then we come back. I go, I'm like, Hey man, we're going to do this. And then we're going to do a quick uh, count, like all our tools, make sure that we're good. And they're all accounted for. And then we're going to break for a chow. Good to go. And he's like, yes, that's right. I'm like, all right, cool. I go back. I, I go back to the other section. I, I, I dab it out with them. Talk about it. You know, go to the smoke pit. When I come back, right. I see him. He's in the shop. I'm like, damn, you ate really quick. He's like, Sassar, I have not eaten yet, Sassar. I'm like, what? What have you been doing? He's like, I'm waiting for you to give me permission to go to Chow Sassar. I'm like, all right, dude. I already heard my rank. Like, like you don't have to repeat my rank in three times in the rain of 20 seconds. I know what my rank is. He's like, gotta go, Sassar. I'm like, let's go to Chow. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's, it's the second duty station. What? Like, is this no, the second this duty is station? His first duty station, he's, but he's just, I don't know. He's just, oh, out of school. He's but cool, huh? uh, I've seen a, a number of, of recruits. Yeah, I, I could uh, of, of recruits of mine. I've, I've seen them down and up the line. Uh, guys from my first cycle uh, are like almost sergeants now. And, and you know, I, we sit down and we laugh about some of the shit that happened back then in the day. Uh, you know, they're obviously they've been in the fleet. They're more experienced. They're more comfortable with staff and COs uh, compared to like the more junior guy uh, right. that they're like, still like, uh, am I going to get fucked up? We're not going to get fucked up. And uh, honestly, like it's, it's, it's funny, right? Cause if you see me out there, like you're not going to know that I was a drone instructor unless I mentioned to, to it. And a lot of people like come up to me, like, hold on. You were a drill instructor? I'm like, yeah, dude. He's like, there's no way. You're so, like, chill. I'm like, yeah. Like, what did you expect me to do? Come over here and be, like, wearing fucking Baby Gap freaking uniform and, and try to grab my freaking hand wrap it around your neck or something? Like, what do you... He's like, no, you're, like, really, like, <laughs> chill. Like, you don't blast us for having hands in pockets or anything. I'm like, dude... All I care is that you do your job. If you do your job well and get these birds up, like the rest is peanuts, man. Like, I mean, I will enforce the regulations and everything else. Nope. Don't get me wrong. I will enforce regulations. But, dude, if it's like 28 degrees, I'm not going to get mad that you put your hands in your pockets because you're freezing cold. Like, I, I think logically about it, too. So, right. Uh, now, uh, I always said that. We Pretty, pretty chill on the air wing side. Is it? Is it pretty more laid back on the air wing side, or do you guys feel it's a little more? Because you guys are also around officers, so I would imagine it can't be so chill. Because I mean, them fools can lock your ass up anytime they uh, want. I'll tell you what, the air wing. We are. I want to say we are possibly one of the most disgruntled guys you can meet out of the marine side. And hear me out, right? Uh, in garrison, we do the same amount of work regardless if we're deployed in garrison or wherever we're at. 
it, it really doesn't matter because if you think about it, grunts, grunts still right. go out to the field like every once in a blue moon. You know, once a quarter they'll go out, do a good uh, field op, and then come back. But the good majority of the time, when they're in garrison, you know, they'll do some formation in the morning. They'll do some sort of training, and then they fuck off for the rest of the day, right? Um, and then whenever you go on the mew, you know, there's nothing that a grunt can do on the ship, right? Except go to the gym or go to the chow, right? Our guys, they get laid regardless, yeah. right? They're doing maintenance on the aircraft regardless and garrison on the ship, regardless of where they're at. They're always doing the same amount of maintenance. And you can think about how disgruntled the, my Lance Corporals and Corporals and Sergeants are when they go to the chow line on the ship. And all of a sudden, they're like, what the fuck? This line is long as fuck. And it's because the grunts decided that they're going to make the line for the mess deck at 0930. And my guys have a small window of like 30 minutes to get some chow in their body so they can go and support the the, the flight operations. So, yeah, the guy. Yeah, they were probably there. Already. They were priority there waiting before the chow line. Yeah, even they were, man. Like, chow line opened <laughs> at, at 1100. And these guys are there from like 0830. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, damn, man. Um, so they're really disgruntled. They're, there's nothing really chill about the air wing. I want to say our relationship with officers is really good, I guess. Um, we love to bust the chops out of our officers all the time. Like, we bust their chops like there is no other. Um, especially, like... Are they pretty cool? They pretty chill with it, or or uh, some of them get um, buttered. I want to say there's like a 75 25, right? Uh, and usually the ones that you know are not chill about it usually like get their shit pushed in by the other officers. Like, hey man, like these are the guys that fix our aircraft, like these are the guys that keep us safe. Like, don't fuck with them, right? Um, I still remember when I was a sergeant for ITX, we had this one major that she kept on overspeeding the landing gears, right? So every time you overspeed the landing gears, it's a big inspection you had to do. And she did this like four or five times. Usually like when when an officer or a pilot overspeeds the landing gear, they'll come up and they'll come with a 30 rack of beer and they'll be like, hey man, I'm like really sorry. I didn't pay attention of what speed I was going. I put the landing gears down. Here's a 30 rack. Or they'll come in and coveralls, man, and they'll do maintenance with you. And it's like, all right, this is cool as fuck, man. Like, I expect that. But this this lady, she was like, nope, nope. Yeah, and she would laugh about it, like, man, where's our 30 rack of beer? She's like, ha, 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 and she would just walk away. So guess what the maintainers started doing? They started downing every aircraft they would see her get on. They would down the aircraft, like, sorry, ma'am, you're not flying. Why not? Uh, We just found this. Uh, This hinge is, like, loose. Uh, this other, They would find anything on the aircraft to just down it so she wouldn't fly. We got a maintenance yeah, issue. You got Sorry maintenance. about that. Hey, hey ma'am, I got going <laughs> for your safety, right? Um, so it's like kind of like one of those things, right? Uh, but I want to say like the relationship between the officers and enlisted are 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 pretty solid. Uh, out of the five units I've been, like it's it's always been like good camaraderie. There's always good competition amongst the officers and enlisted to uh, the officers. They have they have like their little mascot. Uh, which usually, like, it's a competition of who grabs the mascot between the enlisted and the officers. And, you know, usually when there's, like, a debt or something, uh, 
it becomes like really funny because uh, the enlisted will always try to kidnap the mascot and then leave ransom notes for the officers like, well, if you want the mascot back, because usually it's uh, the most junior officer that's, that's uh, in charge of it. Well, if you want it back, you know, they'll send like pictures and everything. It, it's funny. It's super funny. Like they'll post pictures around the squadron and everything else. Like follow the clues of where it's at. And like little ransom notes, like, hey, if you want it back, you must go to the CO and plead for a 72 or something. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. It's it's just to boost up morale, right? Uh, it just keeps you, your head in the game pretty much, you know? It can't be always, like, always work. You, you, there has to be, like, some sort of fuckery to, you know, to alleviate some of the stress of, you know, the flight schedule and everything else. So have you uh, had any really bad mishaps with any of the aircraft or anything in your guys' uh, squadrons? Uh, 2017, uh, um, and this one's like more personal for me. So we're in Kuwait for uh, Operation Inherent Resolve, and uh, we are legitimately a month away of going back home, right? So now uh, we have a new grunt unit that, that came in. So what we're doing right now is flying the new unit out to the FOBs and then replacing them with the old unit. So we're doing like a swip swap, right? Uh, I don't know what specifically happened. Uh, but I guess like the aircraft was uh, too long in what they call this the RBL or a blackout. So the aircraft comes in, all the dust starts going up and all the sand and the sand and and in, in, yeah they were in syria the sand in syria is very very fine so it goes inside the intake and it's going to start clogging up your filters and everything else so it was too long in there and start clogging up so whenever they powered out it clogged up the engine so the engine just was like mm, i'm not i'm not giving no more so that engine caught fire the other engine caught fire and that aircraft crashed um and um, it was a scary day, man. It was a scary day because for us as a maintainer, you got to think about it, right? Like, you don't know absolutely about anything of what's going on with the aircraft, right? So you're just thinking in the back of your head, like, did I do everything correctly? Did I do? Did I make sure that every torque was there? Like, and you cannot go back to the documentation to review anything that you did, right? So... Because air, once the aircraft goes down, everything gets locked up. Like everything in the system gets locked up. Uh, you know, River City one, you cannot talk to outside. So you're just in your own headspace thinking, like, what the fuck did I do? Did I make sure that, you know, huh? Do they ground the rest of the fleet too to make and run through the rest of, uh, you know, make sure it's not a, a maintenance issue on all the planes or something like that? Or do they. It, uh, so it, it's all going to depend on, on what, what caused it, right? Or, or what the preliminary, uh, investigation, right? Uh, usually like if it's the aircraft in the unit, like they'll ground the whole unit until like, Hey, what happened? Uh, is it something that's mechanical wise? Cause if it's mechanical wise, then now we got to check the whole entire fleet. Right. Um, uh, but if it, Pilot error, right. but obviously, like, okay, well, it's a pilot error. If it's a mechanical error, then what's going on? What happened? And, you know, there's a further investigation with that. So for us, like, the mechs, we're thinking, like, like, all right, did we do everything good? And, you know, and, and 
also our concerns is like, yo, our boys are on that aircraft, right? We got air crew in there, you know, one of my boys, you know, he's a sergeant. Like we, we, we fucking dab it up all every fucking day. And he just, and he just had a fucking baby too, man. He had a baby like two months old, three months, haven't hold the baby yet, man. And we're just thinking like, fuck, man. And I'm just thinking to my head, like, dude, like that's so fucked, man. Like, and we don't know if they're alive or not. Uh, we don't have any information other than, hey, the aircraft crashed, right? Then hours later, like, hey, uh, hey, we got news. The fucking, the crew survived. Er- everyone survived. There's a couple people that are banged up. And we're like, all right, cool. And then later that night, like, I think like 12 or 13 hours later, the they sent out an aircraft to recover everyone back from the crash. But the, the aircraft, when it crashed, dude, like, it went down to the freaking dust. There was nothing to recover from that aircraft. It was... Like you look at the satellite maps, it was just a black hole. That is all it was, right? Wow. Uh, and like I see our buddy come out of the aircraft, and his fucking flight suit is teared up because he had freaking uh, uh, he sustained injuries to his leg, and his you know his his leg is all like freaking uh, bleeding and everything else. So he did like a semi tourniquet on his leg and everything else. Uh, one of the pilots also got. Hit uh injured too like he got he suffered a, a concussion on his head uh but you know at the same time uh we were just happy that they they came out of the freaking flight alive man uh afterwards you know the grunts had that everything right the, the grunts had filmed everything and it was it, it was funny uh because they were showing us like yeah man we were uh we were getting shot by our own freaking rounds i'm like what yeah man like when the aircraft crashed like you know, they told us to, to get out of the freaking aircraft. We left all our rifles in there, and our rifles were cooking in there. So the rounds were popping off left and right, and there were videos as they were getting <laughs> fucking shot by their same rounds. I'm like, oh, my oh. God, that's so shit. You could just hear the rounds just going, skew, skew. like, damn, that's what I've been shooting. Like, yeah, it was pretty shitty, but it was pretty funny. We'll upload later. I'm like, oh, my God. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's crazy, man. Shit, man. So, uh, so, uh, after they, I mean, that's, there's a lot of damage. I mean, yeah, was that yeah, plane it was done? done, man. There was, there was nothing left of it. There was nothing to recover. Nothing. No recovery. And, and it's, oh, it's shitty, man. Uh, and I say anybody that's in this specific MOS, if you're long enough in it, you're going to know some of your buddies that are going to get hurt. I've known, uh, that was one. I know one of the flights that happened in Okinawa, one of the crashes, one of my boys was there, Anderson. Like, he, whenever that one crashed on the reef, he had lung and everything. Uh, he got medically. Wasn't he, there some one off of uh, Camp Pendleton or something uh, like that? That too? one was more recent of last year. Uh, and that's sad, too, because that uh, Captain. That was like 12 Marines. Right? Huh? I think there was twelve Marines that lost their life in that in that one in Camp, uh, Camp Pendleton. If, There's a yeah, training so exercise. That one I think is with Captain Lasapio, which was a pilot, which I knew who he was uh, from the Purple Foxes, and, and I was on deployment when I heard about, and that one fucked me up, man. Like that fucks you up, man, because it's like people that you know, like, um, and it's like, dude, like it's it sucks because it's like people that you. Well, sometimes 
Yeah, there's a part of your head probably too, like that could have been any any one of you guys. You guys could have been, you know, sl- you know, slain to go on one of those yeah, flights. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you think about it, man, during our deployment, uh, there was at least two Osprey crashes, not from us, but as we're heading out to go to Nor, we were actually heading towards Norway when we had uh two six one when they had their crash, and it fucked us, man. It, it literally fucked a lot of the junior guys because it's literally the squad right next to us. So a lot of the, and our Lance corporals or our Marines live in the same barracks as them. So on, they see each other. Right. And to like, know, like, Hey, you're it's in a lot of them. It's like their first enlistment. So a lot of them were like in fucking shock and like, like, dude, like this fucking sucks. Dude. Like, that's like one of my boys that just like passed away, you know? Uh, and it fucking sucks, man. It fucking sucks because this this is one of those MLSs that, you know, regardless if you stay long enough, you're going to know someone that's going to get either injured or or is going to freaking pass away because it, it's just the nature of this MOS, man. Like, freaks, freak of nature always happens in, in, in aviation, you know, regardless if it's a training exercise, deployment, or something. It, it, it's bound to happen at, at some point. And these are high, yeah. These are high-powered, you know, vehicles and engines, and I mean, these things travel at high velocity. I mean, nothing, you know, every, you know, I mean, I imagine the amount of uh, danger out there. It's it's immense, dude. Just I mean, though, having to be aware when the engine's running, or you know, they're getting ready to start something as well to make sure. Cause you hear the stories of people getting sucked up by the engines all the time. And not only that, like man, that, you got to think about like, like for example, you know. You have outside uh, external uh, factors too, like like environment, right? Like you have, for example, you know you might have a a, a snowstorm to to come up, right? Uh, when we were heading to Norway, uh, and we were launching the aircraft to go to Bardifis, uh, we had one of the skids that they had to to land in this really remote island out there because there was a storm that was coming up. And wherever the LZ was, where they were going to originally land, it was covered in snow. So they had to stop some in some random ass freaking location, some random ass freaking village, <laughs> uh, to spend like the next one or two days until that storm, the 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 system cleared up, and they were able to go to the original location. So it's scary, man. It when you think about it, man, like it's not peaches and cream. Like you know, people will like to like to think like, oh, swinging with the ring, oh, it's it's chill. Like no, man. There's a lot of fucking factors that that makes this very the the level of certainty is just goes skyrocketed up high. Now and and here's a here's another question and like so mission critical does sometimes the elements kind of don't matter because there's a mission at hand we gotta you know we gotta fly I mean or is there like hey when we ground ourselves we ground ourselves but I. At what point in time are they like, does it matter fucking what the weather's like? We got to get these motherfuckers in the air because we got to go, you know, uh, do some shit over here. It's going to man. Um, you cannot, you cannot freaking take the mission above safety. There's like, like. Right. Is it, I mean, you, you, you're dead. You're, yeah, you're no like, good to the like mission. What good is it for me to launch an aircraft when you, like the ceiling is like 50 feet right you cannot see shit 
you can't see where you're flying. Like, what good is it, right? Like, what you're going to do is potentially cause more harm than anything else, right? Uh, so there, there's uh, obviously there, there's a number of factors, and you know what what the pilots use, which is the natops. That whole entire book is written in blood, man. Like that whole entire book is written in blood. Like something happened, and because something happened, now it's written in that book as a precaution for other pilots to learn from those lessons learned so it doesn't uh, happen again. So uh, we take safety very, very, very seriously. Sure. I'm sure you guys on the wing, I mean, come, you know, become kind of a, a family. And that's why you guys probably have a good relationship with the officers because, hello, you guys are the one fixing up their uh, their rides, you know, making sure that they're going to have a safe flight and they're going to make it back home to not only you guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just to put in perspective is like, hey, you maintain a good relationship with your barber, right? You don't you don't want your barber fuck up your hair, right? (laughs) So, you know, you don't want. You, you don't want, you know, your mechs to be mad at you or something. And, you know, uh, you always, I don't know, man. Like, I've never had a bad relationship with any of our officers. I've never had it. Uh, they, they've always been, yeah. I don't know, man. They just always been like really, really good guys, man. They've been really freaking good guys, really down to earth. It's oh. never been like, oh, well. You That's know, cool. why having my callers going to outweigh your knowledge and your experience? Like, they no shit hear you out, man. So, yeah. I, I... That's great, man. That's... Uh, so, let me... Uh, let's switch it up just a little bit, because, you know, um, we talked a lot about the Marine Corps. Now, something that you've kind of become big on is you've become big on the good old oh. TikTok side. And and a lot of people are uh, checking you out, uh, and I see you go live quite often. You get the <laughs> trolls on there, but uh, you know, <laughs> you like uh, you like in the TikTok side. I mean, it's kind of cool. You get to have a relationship with other people. I mean, I see that there's even times where uh, guys that you may have known or whatever come in there, and you're like, hey, so, oh yeah. Uh, I guess TikTok is like the new Facebook, I guess, in, in a sort of sense. Uh, when I initially created my TikTok, because I had, uh, at the time, I deleted my Instagram, deleted my Facebook, and all I had was my TikTok, right? Because I, I felt like I was, uh, I wasted too much time on Facebook, given in Facebook, I was not really well-behaved at all, at all, by no And, you know, I grew up in a time when, you know, you had, like, Marines United, and I even had conflicts with those guys uh, because I used to run a couple uh, Facebook troll groups. Uh, so I was very heavy in what it was the trolling environment and, and whatnot and like the darker side of, of Facebook. Uh, so kind of peeling back, uh, when I had TikTok, I was like, hey, I'm going to have TikTok. Uh, and I'm just going to have it to, I guess, engage with my recruits, right? Uh, I'll just post a couple videos from, you know, my training cycles and whatnot. Right. Uh, I kind of like started picking up during my last cycle on the depot. Right. I started like using a lot more cause I had TikTok back when it was like musically. Right. So my original account, I had it back in 2017, 2018. And, um, uh, 
you know, I used it to edit videos and whatnot or use the music from there so I could post it on Facebook. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use a little bit more. Uh, you know, and some people start, sorry, uh, getting like sort of interest in it. Right. Uh, I still remember one creator that is a good friend of mine, uh, uh, Sergeant Sandoval, uh, retired. He's, uh, he's now in Cali, but he's, he's a, he loves everything drill instructor related. Right. And he, uh, he, I still remember he was like one of the first people that, that saw my content and started sharing my content. I'm like, all right, cool. Right. And then, uh, other people started showing up, uh, like Mia Bella, like uh, Chad, these are like all people that I've known for two, two years, three years now. Anita, um, Amy, Sophia, like a lot of these people uh, that that you know that this I started engaging like on a daily basis. You know, on a small account, I only had like five, five or six hundred people at, at the time. Like, not really a lot of people looking at, at it. And then all of a sudden, uh, I'm finally off, off the cycle. You know, I have my three months break and, you know, I, I got nothing but time, man. I got nothing but time. I didn't know that there was this whole sector in, in, in TikTok that was mill talk. I didn't know that mill talk existed. Right. So I remember at the time I'm scrolling. Uh, I still remember one of the first mill talkers that, that, uh, I uh, I encountered was Joshua Maddox, which was a recruiter for the army at the time, and I remember he's talking about COVID and not being able to see his kid, and I post I duetted his video in, in solidarity because uh, I I know the pain and frustration of and if you'll all see my my recent video that I I posted about my daughter's stuff that she went through in 2015. But I know what he was going through, so I was posting that in solidarity. And, bro, that video blew up out of nowhere. And I didn't say shit. It was just me and my campaign cover just showing my solidarity with brother. Like, hey, man, I, I as a dad, I know what you're going through. And that shit blew up like uh, like 100,000. And, and now people are starting following my content and whatnot. And then the whole... Uh, fiasco with rich rich popped up and i started talking about like what was going on and you know i started mingling with more uh content creators i i met infidel nora uh and, and we started a, a good uh networking and good friendship uh and then uh i know Man, I love her to death, man. I love her to death. Uh, that is a good song of friendship, like authentic friendship. I, I do have. I'm friends with her on Facebook, uh, TikTok too. When I took a, a break from it for a while, but when I came back on, the first video I saw was with you, I think, um, duetting her video. And then I was like, oh, shoot, she has a baby. So I went and checked it out. And She's got a nose ring now and stuff. I was like, oh, look at her. She was no, an well, officer, she, right? She's in the a Army. Mustang. So she was a combat medic and then went officer. And, you know, uh, you know, you know how we always say, like, hey, the grass is not greener on the other side. Well, the grass was not green on the other side for her as an officer. So she was like, yeah, I'm doing this and, and I'm out. Uh, and mad respect for her, man. Like, I have so much respect like you you have no idea yeah. like she gave it back to to the people that came at her sideways like she gave it back with the same energy um oh 
Oh, I, yeah, I had a lot of respect for her too. I mean, if you watch some of her videos, she fires back on people. With Hell no, yeah, no shits given. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I love it. It takes a that. special type of individual to join the military. It takes even a more special uh, to decide, like I'm, you know, I'm a female in a male-dominated org- industry. I'm going to go into that. It takes even more cojones. To decide, like, I'm going to go from the So, all I got to say is mad props to her, right? Um, so, I, I created a good relationship with her. Uh, and then uh, I met Semper, Semper Blog or Semper AG, Hannah and Nick. Uh, I, I discovered that Nick was also a hotel hat. So, I bonded immediately with him. And I still remember uh, Hannah had made a duet about this lady in Jacksonville, which was a supposed lawyer. And this is like when shit started going wild, or I guess my my first tea party, uh, because I'm known also for my. Uh, this lady, which said that she was a pro bono for uh, Marines, uh, she said like, "Hey, I just want to say that, uh, that you know, uh, I'm here for the Marines and everything else, but the Marines are one of the biggest pieces of shit I've ever known, bro." I was like. Uh, dude, I fucking lost it, bro. And keep in mind, I'm still transitioning from drill instructor going back to the fleet. So I'm like, hey, uh, I really don't understand how you're coming here and saying and saying that you're here for the Marines, right? And you're a lawyer. So I can only imagine how many cases you failed on purpose to fuck over the Marines since this is your opinion on Marines, right? And I remember going on to a live uh with alex or that that one guy alex and she was there and she was trying to mingle with the marines and i saw her i'm like uh-uh uh-uh i know who you are you're that one lady be talking shit about fucking fuck out of here uh and then uh a month goes by right i've seen these videos. uh a month goes by i completely deleted this like thought process about this lady overall right and she comes back, and, and and people are tagging me like, hey, this is what this lady's talking about you. And she's like, oh, yeah, I received this anonymous message saying that, that Jonas wants me to be unalived. I'm like, what? Since when? Yes, you said that unalived. So me and her, we started going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right, about this. And I'm looking at... Uh, when she's saying like all this shit happened, right? So I go back into uh, whenever I did my live, and I'm like, "Well, well, lady, I don't understand how you posted this at this time when I went on live at this time. So how is it that he had this whole ass conversation with me that you received this message at this time? You received it at I believe it was like at nine forty six. And I went live at at nine nine something like that, right? So your shit doesn't add up. You're trying to slander my name, right? <laughs> and like me and her start going back at it. My freaking followers decide like I don't like even using followers. Like my fan band, right? Decide like fuck this lady, and they went and freaking like I don't know what happened to her account, but I I guess they freaking zapped her account, right? 
And then this other account shows up out of nowhere and starts attacking everyone that was in the comment section for that video. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? But that account freaking blocked me, but kept on making videos about this other account. Anyways, fun and dandy comes Monday, bro. My first sergeant calls me. He's like, hey, man, what are you doing right now? I'm like, I, I don't know what, what, what are you talking about. Hey, man, I need you to go down to uh, NCIS. What? For what? I don't know, bro. Oh, you need no. to go down to NCIS. Is, is this a joke? Because usually like, the first time I lo love to freaking play jokes with me, I'm like, no, dude, I'm being fucking for real. At this time, you're going to go to NCIS. So I'm freaking out, man. I'm tweaking. I'm like, what the fuck is this about, bro? Why the fuck do I got to go to NCIS? I'm thinking, like, I probably fucking smacked a recruit. Or I got an allegation about a recruit. Something like, like, not saying that I ever touched a recruit, but yeah. allegation, right? Yeah, this is good. <laughs> and I show up there, and I still remember this really nice uh, agent. Uh, she pulls me in. She sits me down like, hey, I, I just have a question, you know, about this interaction that you had with this one lady. I'm like, as soon as she said lady, I'm like, oh, I know what this is. And me being smart, because I told you before, like, hey, I used to dabble a lot with troll communities. I have my Google, my Google Drive, you know, safe screenshots. I'm like, hey, I got everything right here. And then I, I start showing her all the stuff that I have. Right. Yep, and then she uh, looks at me and looks at, at, at the screenshots that I have. And then she's like, hold on one second. And she goes up and pulls like this pamphlet of papers. that's supposedly the evidence that uh, she had sent her. And she starts looking like, well, if her account is supposedly zapped, how does she have a screenshot from this other account that does not exist and has like this weird, like wiggly like line the same one as that you have from here from this supposed troll account so it came down that she herself and she was harassing herself to slander me wild damn you so hooked in wild shit right shit, there man. uh i'll say what after that after that and i came back and i came untapped and clean and everything else i was like all right man well now we got to be careful of how we address certain people because people will go for your neck and that was my first tea party man uh so <laughs> yeah once you get a, with a certain amount of followers on there bro uh you start to tr tread in different waters you know and and you everything you say or whatever whenever you go on live and all that shit man you could get yourself banned for a good month real quick on there just because some troll comes out and doesn't like you i mean it's 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 rough once you i know once you hit a certain you know a number on there it gets it, you know the amount of trolls and come then, out of nowhere uh, man so that goes on to my following story right uh now i finally moved to to jacksonville and i get hit up by outspoken veteran right and I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, well, you know what? There's this Marine that need that needs our help. I'm like, what Marine? Well, there's a Marine that supposedly is going to lose their farm. And I know like a lot of Marines follow your content if you want to share his info, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, again, I, I have a lot of like, I go on onto the fences when it comes to stuff like this, because again, like I've dealt with my fair, my fair share of trolls and scammers and whatnot, right? And I start looking at this dude's account 
right? And and you know, I'm talking with outspoken veteran about it, and 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 she's on a freaking uh, pissing contest with this other lady that she's the one who's promoting the the Marines page and calling out all the conservatives, like. Oh, look, you have this Marine and look, here are the Democrats helping this poor Marine out. Where are all the conservatives at? Blah, blah, blah. So it just becomes a giant freaking hot mess, political hot mess between conservative talk and, and, and liberal talk. Right. And I'm like looking at the account. Right. And you know how Marines are, bro. You know how Marines are that Marines, regardless of where you know them, Marines will let you know in any conversation, the first five minutes that they're a Marine. <laughs> hands down right pretty much and they will shove <laughs> you know like we we like to like frown upon and, and say like oh you know lgbtq community that they, they just want to push their their you know their pride flag everywhere like what are you talking about marines are exactly the same freaking way we are going to shove the marine corps and through your eyeballs through through your anal holes through everywhere, right? We're going to show you that we're Marines, right? Because we are prideful of being Marines, right? Uh, right? So so I'm looking at this dude's account. Especially when you get out. Especially when you get out. It gets worse when you get out. Tattooed. We start, you know, wearing Marines all the time, bro. So I, I remember going through this guy's content. I don't see anything about Marines. Nothing. First red flag. Yeah. Second red flag. I'm looking at the content and he's like, hey, you know, I'm a I'm a US Marine and I'm about to lose this farm. And I need thirteen thousand dollars. And every video was giving an update of how much money he's got. So I reach out to outspoken veteran. I'm like, Something doesn't add up to me. Like, it doesn't add up. I don't feel good about this. Something doesn't add up to me. And she's like, and she's like, what are you talking about, fam? I'm like, I, I don't know. So then I go hit up my other uh, friend, which uh, which is Odin. Not male Odin, but female Odin. And I hit her up, too. I'm like, hey, uh, I, need, I need some help, man. I, I need you to uh, look, look this guy up real quick. Because something doesn't add up to me. And supposedly, like, like, and she's like, all right, I got you, right? So she pulls up, and she's like, hey, this dude has another GoFundMe for some other stuff, right? I'm like, what? And it was some weird-ass, like, situation. Like, the dude was supposedly in the hospital, had a heart attack, and needed, like, $8,000. So I'm like, all right, dude. Now something doesn't add up because this dude keeps on asking for money and more money and more money. So now I'm like talking to outspoken veteran, like, hey, you're fine with this other lady that's like the flagship for this, which is uh, her name was was Shiggy, which love her to death. Uh, go go ask Shiggy uh, if she's seen receipts of the bank saying that they're going to take the the house away or anything else. So she goes out and she starts getting out, getting called out by by a lot of people, especially a lot bigger mill talkers like freaking. Uh, uh, like he calls her out like hey where's the evidence that the bank is going to take this away like we're going to help you support you like you're going to call us conservatives out we will help you but we need evidence that there's a bank statement saying like they're going to take the shit away because we're not just going to simply just give the name away just out of good faith right 
So that starts. And I start digging like, all right, let me look at this guy's username. Let me look at whatever his social media presence is everywhere, bro. And then, dude, I go onto Twitter and I find his Twitter account. And his Twitter account was sending money to all these random ass freaking egg workers. And it finally added up to me. Like, this motherfucker, he was getting money through PayPal and all these other places. So it never hits his bank account. So his wife never finds out, right? Never see those transactions. And he just pays these girls directly so he can get like nudes and whatnot. So I send the screenshots to Outspoken Mary. I'm like, hey, you might want to press press on, 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 on Shiggy and Shiggy needs to press on this dude, right? So Shiggy comes out with the nerve like, hey, I know there's a lot of concerns. People have brought me a lot of information. I'm going to, I need some time, right? Because I'm getting attacked from everywhere. I need some time, but I'm going to get to the bottom of this because I, I feel like there's some fuck shit going on. So when she starts pressing on the guy, right, it comes out that the dude was never a Marine. I lose that. You know what, bro? I have that a lot on TikTok. <laughs> I lose. I end up losing my account because of this dude. My original. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went. Why you went after him hard, huh? Because I, I started posting his Twitter account, like, "Oh, bro, what's up with this man? Well, look at all these transactions, right? And you'll see, like, my first video on this account, you'll see, like, I'll put, I'm posting the transit." transaction and i was getting hit hard on, on this account too and i was like nah bro nah bro like you you got my account my original account deleted like i lost like roughly like eight thousand uh people that then good connections and everything else like fuck no dude i'm going to come hard for you uh so the dude ended up leaving all social media and um they they called the uh, we called like PayPal. We called everything, bro. So the people could get their money back. Uh, and, and I felt bad for Shiggy, man. Like I, I really felt bad for her because she was like crying like, man, I'm like really sorry. I feel like a fucking fool. I should have looked more. I'm like, dude, like honestly, like independently of what war you have between conservatives or liberals, like what you showed me is that you are a, a fucking patriot. You're a fucking American. Cause you knew you saw that you, what you thought was a service member that was in need and you went out of the goodness of your heart to help him out, regardless of all the other fucking petty bullshit of, of fighting with other people on, on, with strangers on TikTok. But regardless, you saw someone in need and you want to do the correct thing. And, and I, all I can say is thank you for that. Bad judgment for not researching. However, I, I gotta say like, you have a good heart. It's, it was in a good place. That's the hard part about it is that um, a lot of these people who who are who are like red blooded you know patriotic people they want to support the military guys. That's why it it really irks me, man, when I find these motherfuckers on here faking the accounts and trying to use the Marine Corps, the Army, or whatever in the name of trying to get some kind of money or for people to feel sorry for them, you know and um, I even on Instagram, bro. I had I, like I've got some weird, some weird sergeant, um, you know. And then he he asks me and says, "Hey, man, I'm in a real bad place." So I was like, "If you're a marine, 
I know for a fact you're not asking me for no money, dude. And if you are, wh- give me your give me your commanding officer's name, bro. Like, cause I'm gonna let them know you're out here fucking. Cause that that doesn't look right, man. That doesn't look right on you know from any military member, even veterans out there trying to say, well, I'm a military veteran. Uh, you know, please help so, me. And, like, and, and you on. know, like. I, I get it. Like now, nowadays, like inflation and everything else. But here's my thing, man. Like you know how many people I've done callouts. I had one dude. I I probably went after him for a good four or five months. The dude still wants to sit here and say like, well, you know, even though I I accepted that, like the dude's like super mad about it that I called him out. Like, hey, you're not a marine. You never went to boot camp. And guess what, dude? Like, regardless of what you want to say, like on the coast that you are, you forget that I was a drill instructor and I had a specific position in MCRD, which I had access to McTim's, which I had before then access to, to specific historicals on McTim's, which I could be anyone that went through training. So I could easily look you up. If you went to recruit training, regardless, if you got dropped in the middle of recruit training, I could at least say that you stepped on the yellow footprints. There's nothing that populates on your fucking. You need- and you got to get this handed to you and put it in your fucking hand, bro. Yeah. You earned this thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I did. And, and not everybody Woo! has one of these bad boys. What's your boy? The knowledge. The knowledge. The book of knowledge right here. Look at my, look at my, look at my, my boot band, dude. Yep, back in 2000. So, and, and that's the thing, man. <laughs> Uh, and, yeah. and it sucks, man. Like I, even like the most recent, uh, even though like the most recent call out I did in, and this on this new year, man, uh, with, uh, with the whole, um, uh, nine reverend warriors, but, uh, fuck wounded warriors project, man, even with that one. And that shit was scary, man. That shit, that shit was going buck wild left and right and, and everywhere. And it was like fucking messy. And, you know, we we found out like, hey, you know, the money was never donated, but the money got donated at the end. So it, it fucking sucks, man, because there's a lot of people that that will use the military and, and use the, the the goodness out of people's heart. And what sucks, man, it's like everything, man, like they take there's people that want to help out, help us out. But then there's opportunists that will come out, you know, and try to scam people and, and, and fuck them over then. Other people will try want to do good stuff, and they can't because other people fucked it up for them. Yeah, I know that man. That's the that's the bummer part. And I've watched some pretty good, um, uh, you know, nonprofit organizations on TikTok ran by veteran guys get totally screwed over. I, uh, one guy um, was you know promised this big huge check. And and then I guess the check ended up not being legit, and the guy tried to retrieve the money back. And the guy was not even a veteran, and he was sitting here donating money on one side, and then on the flip side, he's sitting there asking everybody for money. And he thought he'd get slick by like wearing a mask and stuff like that, and trying to disguise himself. But everybody knew immediately. Again, here he is after everybody blasts him for trying to steal and and take money and false falsely he tried to act like he helped these guys out so it looked like good for him and then all of a sudden he acts on the backside. he's asking for help and 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 like everybody's kind of feeling sorry for him like oh well he was a nice guy he helped out and then 
when people started running down the questions and started getting legit on them, everybody started finding out, oh my gosh, this dude's a whole fraud. And it, and it, I mean, the, the nonprofit organization, I think that guy um, has kind of since gotten off TikTok. He's went, it went through a whole legality thing with lawyers and all kinds of stuff. It's just, um, you got to be super careful when you're on here, especially for your first time. You're going to get all these private messages from all these randoms, and they're going to act like, you know, do you got a cash app? You got cash app? I'm going to give you $1,000 right now because I just oh, want to bless hold on. you. <laughs> like most recent scam that yeah. I got in my inbox, I thought this was funny. They went to my uh, to my private Instagram account and saw my profile pic like, Hey, I want to do a canvas with it. Do you mind if I use your profile pic? I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. I don't care. I'm like, okay, well, my client uh, won't pay me unless I pay you. So uh, how do I send you this money? I'm like, I I don't want the money. Just send it to someone else. Well, why don't you send it to someone else? Like, I I don't care for the money. Like, understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. You want to use my picture for it? By all means. I don't, I don't care if you blast it i don't care if you take my picture and want to photoshop it on some freaking on some dude getting freaking his shit bored out by a freaking donkey i don't fucking care right like but you're not getting my bank account statement all right you're not getting any information about my bank account so yeah man it's like people are and, and like um uh fuck Master Sergeant Joe, man, he's like right now on on fucking on the Tiki Talks, you know, just blasting all these fucking scammers, bro. Because, bro, I've never seen. I mean, I know like Sergeant Major Bull, he has like a lot of people that are fucking scammers for him, but bro, Master Sergeant Joe, bro, he has a yo this this dude, he has an entire fucking directory of freaking scammers that are, that are just taking his content, man. Wow. I don't understand it. I, I, is it because, I mean, is he, does he got a lot? Is uh, he a big I think follower? he has, like, uh, I'm not sure if he has over, like, half a million, but, uh, yeah, like, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, once you start yeah. getting, once you start getting, uh, you know, up in the numbers, because even you, didn't you, I see that there's someone out there that, <laughs> what they call it, the sad hatter or something? I, I mean, someone comes oh, in here. <laughs> yeah, the sad hatter. You know what I'm talking sad about? Hatter, uh, there was a couple. Oh, yeah. Sad sad hatter. Hatter too. <laughs> uh, I just joke around with it, man. Like, you'll have, dude, I, I'll have, dude, yeah, I'll I've have people in, come in, in, in the chat, room. and it's like, I like fucking with people too, right? So, you know, whenever I'm doing dishes, right, I'm, uh, I just came back from work. I want to do the dishes quick so that way whenever my wife arrives, she's like, oh, look, the kitchen's clean, right? So I'm not thinking about like, oh, let me take off my uniform. Let me take – because once I take off my uniform, dude, I'm, I'm like done for the day. I don't want to do jack shit. Uh, so you'll get right. people come up like, are yeah. you a pilot? Why do you have your uniform on? And I'm like, nah, bro. I'm just a fucking cosplayer, bro. I'm, I'm just cosplay, bro. And they get so mad. I know. <laughs> well, dude, I see that you get constantly asked or like, hey, bro, let's go take off your uniform or something like they just constantly. It, it, it It's funny how, how much people get on but, to stupid things like that. Like, well, why are you wearing your uniform when you're doing dishes, I'm like, bro? 
Well, I wouldn't go. Well, because my wife told me to do dishes, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go get my uniform." Here's on. like the thing, right? <laughs> so, uh, like, I I don't care if I have to do it with, with normal clothes or freaking like I don't care, man. I'm I'm doing dishes, right? Uh, the last troll I had, dude, this dude was going crazy. Uh, I don't want to consider him a troll, man. It's it's a dude that was trying to get some sort of reaction, right? So this dude comes into the chat. And he starts to fucking stir the pot. He's like, oh, I know that you hooked up with a corporal in Avi. And I'm like here thinking like to myself, like, we have no no female corporals in Avi. We don't have any females that whatsoever corporals. And he's like, no, no, but she went to a different unit. Oh, really? Well, who, what's her name? I can't tell you because I'm protecting her. Oh, oh, fuck me. Oh, fuck me. We got a fucking superhero here. Fucking saving Captain we have over here trying to save everyone here <laughs> oh my god so what else you got for me he's like you took her phone away from her i'm like really i took her whole ass phone away from her wow uh and then he starts talking about shaving profiles i'm like well i don't know about you bro but the marine corps we don't say profiles we say shit right you have a shave shit so i already know for that and then like yeah. This is Matt Hatter. My wife, she hears about this. So she sits right here and she's like, hey, man, whatever info you got, just send me the, the shit over here. Like, by all means, I'll just put in the divorce. I'm set for life. Just just, just hook it up, honey. <laughs> like, because we already know, bro. Like, people are going to come on and say some wild outlandish shit, man. And it's like, dude, like, like for what? Like, tell me, like, what is so fun? It's okay. Those kind of guys make for good content, and it gives you something to talk about on your live. Now it's like, oh, oh, we got it. We got well, a, we got a that, smart man, one over here. If it was like <laughs> funny, then I'd be like, okay, like, like the whole like, hey, I'm cosplaying, like that's funny, right? But the whole like create a situation, like if yeah. imagine if if we didn't know how how my wife was right, and she would take everything else, like oh, what, right. Right. what, what, could, yeah. No, that's that's the kind of bullshit right there. I mean, I don't even know like why a person thinks they're gonna come on someone's live and just stir the yeah, pot so, in someone's marriage. Like, come on, jeez, so, are we? Are so, like for me, that's headache, not man. like funny. Like for me, that's that's account for me, for me to just go and like right. No, I, I just go no, and just funny. destroy their account. Like, yeah, dude, I'm just gonna gonna take a screenshot. I'm gonna memorize it. I'm gonna make sure I destroy your account. Like, you're not gonna have an account for a long time. I'm going to make sure I kill your account. I, I don't care. Because, like, it's not funny. It's not. Because maybe that, for, for my wife, like, she'll have a good sense no. of humor. But if she goes to someone else's freaking page and does the same thing, what what kind of friction you create in that, right? Uh, and you never know who and what. Yeah. That's for fucking sure. You don't yeah. mess with someone's livelihood, dude. That's. That's when it gets serious yeah, so, as hell. So to me, in that aspect, is like, like, what's funny? What's not funny? What's realm of tolerable? What's realm of not tolerable? Like, you're, you're going around on lives doing that shit, then you probably shouldn't be on social media. And there, and sad. Yeah. Sadly, I don't get it, man. Of, I, and you know, it's funny too. Sadly, there's a lot there's of a lot people of like that on social media. I know, I know. 
And there's also, I mean, a lot of these people trying to be fake and they can't be themselves. Like, I can't tell you how, like, before I took a break on TikTok, it, it, I felt like I started being a police of stolen valor, kind of, of all these guys coming on. And it, here's the thing. It's crazy to me that these guys think that they can get away with shit once they meet a real Marine or someone who's been through it. Because I don't care, bro. I mean, I was, yeah, I went in. 2000 23 years ago but i still know marine corps shit there's a lot of things that you can ask me and i will still know because i mean it was embedded in me as a fucking marine so there's certain questions you ask someone i got some little questions i mean that are like really outlandish like some boot camp shit but if they are so far left field and they don't know that kind of stuff then i know all right bro you're probably not a fucking marine because I mean, yeah, we got some amnesia problems, but there are some things in terms of when the Marine Corps embeds something in you, yeah, that shit like, is embedded. Like you cannot talk that you do not remember what your platoon number four boot camp was or what battalion or what company it is. Like the dude that I asked him, like, right. like what, what right. platoon I mean, and company were you in? I was in 3-2. All right, dude. <laughs> You're definitely not a Marine. <laughs> yeah. I know, and that's the other thing is um, when I'll, I'll come across a fake Marine, I'll ask him, and he'll give me some, like, an MOS to, like, the Army or something else. I'm like, bro, the Marine Corps doesn't have that. And he's like, well, well, back when I was, there was no, no dude. And I go look up stuff, and I'm like, no. I went as far as one time because this one, this one guy was on here trying to act like he was an officer and all these things. And the, 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 the age, the numbers, the, everything just wasn't adding up. So I go and look up like all this information he was trying to give. And man, this dude gave up some information. I got like, he did not do his homework on anything that he was providing because the unit didn't even exist at all. Uh, it, it existed back in like the, the early 1900s or something like that. And then never was a thing. He just, and he was on here trying to, you know, pretend he was this guy. And I'm like, wow, bro. I ended up doing like a whole screen thing on it. And, calling them out because i get tired of watching these guys you know and and people that's the part about it is you got these patriotic people who love veterans so they buy into it but the problem that i have is 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 they give it a misrepresentation a lot of times because they're on there saying giving these crazy stories and that's what you know unlegitimizes some guys that actually been through the shit and then, you know, we're up against these guys out here telling some fucking folk tales, you know, because they want, they think that it's getting them on the cool card. But it, it is absolutely annoying to fucking know someone who tries to wear a uniform or call themselves something when I know what the fuck I had to go through to earn that title. And it's not a title that I feel that anybody and everybody should be able to wear or, you know, represent. Yeah. It's, it's, and, it's not for like everybody. That's the thing, right? So, like, one of the last videos that, you know, kind of went kind of viral, uh, which is uh, the Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps when he's saying, like, hey, we have not lowered our standards, right? And, bro, that. Bro, let me tell you, that motherfucking video right there, dude, let's just just back up. That gave me a hard on, bro. Like, and I I mean, when I, I told my wife, it gave me chills. I was sitting next to my wife. I was like. Oh, fuck, yeah, this is, I love the fucking Marines. Why? This is why. And she's like, what? Well, I played the video for my wife. Like, see, we ain't changing no fucking standards. And that's the thing. I love it. it. So I post a video, right, all in fucking, 
motivation and whatnot, right? Just, just fucking blisters motivation on my asshole, right? Uh, <laughs> so, and then I get comments like, oh, we've lowered the standards, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, what's, what's the standard, right? And like all these like fake ass accounts that I don't know where they popped up. Like, well, well, you can't say sir and ma'am in boot camp anymore. I'm like, where did you get this information, man? Like, tell me where does it say, oh, you, it's, it's an article that you read from a, a source that's not part of the Marine Corps, right? It says Marine Corps times, but we all know that Marine Corps times is not the Marine Corps. And, and, and all of a sudden, like, there's no more admin about it, but yet you are repeating like a dumbass something that you read that someone TikTok later and saying like, oh, the Marine Corps has gone woke when it's not happening at all. But you're just repeating it and spreading out misinformation. And then like when I put them on blast and they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, bro, really? I don't know what I'm talking about. Go and look at the profile you just made that comment to. And they'll be like, Oh, well, well, I hope they're not changing that. Oh, what happened with that energy that you had that I was wrong all of a sudden? You think that I'm going to be posting stuff on my fucking page that I don't know what I'm talking about? Come on now, <laughs> right? But you guys want to come out here and I want, I need to express my opinion, right? Or like ones that keep on saying like, hey, we lowered down the standard. What, what standard, bro? Like back in the day, you had to run two PFTs. Now you have to run a PFT and a CFT before you had to do 20 pull-ups. Now you got to do 23 pull-ups. Before you had to do freaking uh, 100 crunches, then went up to 20, 123 crunches. Then now you have to do planks. So the shit gets harder every two or three years. It gets fucking harder. The bar keeps on going up. They're like, well, well, the training stick. They're not lowering. Yeah. The and then they're, they're raising like, that bar. The Marine Corps. The, to, 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 See, I, I even got caught up real quick where I heard that, you know, they were getting stress cards and all this shit. So that's why I asked you on the last uh, podcast show that we interviewed on is uh, that, you know, hey, did they give out these stress cards? You're like, no, fucking no. And so it's like, see, there's the misinformation that is going amongst other, you know, that's that's coming from another Marine that I heard it from. And then so I'm going back and like, hey, bro, you need to nip that shit because that ain't true, you know, and. But there's a lot of misinformation, I think, out there, especially and some of it, unfortunately, is coming from our own veteran community because, you know, because uh, everyone that comes before the Marine before him was, you know, even more of a badass, cause, <laughs> even though that's not even how it is. I mean, we just I think that we get misinformed a lot. And I love that. that's why I love bringing you on and, and you giving and informing everybody and setting us all straight. And like that video you you played on TikTok, and, man, I, that was great. For that with uh, that Marine and it just fucking shows that Marine the Marine Corps never changes because back then in World War II, when the Marines were going to freaking start doing the island hopping campaigns, they questioned about the character about those Marines, right? They questioned it, man. Same thing what Chesley Puller said when they went to Korea, yeah, and when when they went to Vietnam. And they're like, old breed, new breed, it doesn't matter. It's the Marine breed, right? And they still said the same thing when the 1990s, when everything was like, everyone was about the freaking, you know, anti-government. And, you know, you, you had like these bands like uh, Rise Against the Machine and, and everything else, Slipknot, Godsmack, and, and everybody was super rebellious. 
everyone was questioning like, oh, what about the Marines going to Iraq and and and, and this and that? Like, will they have the same tenacity? Like, absolutely, man. We got some of the fucking stellar, illustrious fucking Marines. You got fucking Dakota Myers. You got freaking um, Kyle Carpenter. Bro, like, you have some amazing fucking Marines that have made a mark in our fucking story and this war for the last fucking 20 years. You cannot say that, you know, there's no way in hell that you could say, like, one generation of Marines was better than the other when it's the same fucking Marine. It's literally... No, and let me tell you, dude, there's a lot of stories that get left unfucking told and unsaid when it comes to the military. You know what I mean? Because, for one, sometimes we don't, you know, a lot of military guys don't like to talk about their experiences, especially when it comes to you know, sharing it with others. Um, but you know, there's a lot of fucking some badass motherfuckers out there that there's stories that were never told, but I mean, you know, and that's the thing about it. People don't realize it, man. When, when shit hits the fan, it doesn't matter at one level. You're going to be either the type a or type B. You're either going to run towards that shit or you're going to run away from it. And I've watched guys who are fully fucking trained be a type B and run away from it. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's it's inside of each and every one of us. And like you know, I know the Marine Corps is 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 you know set to fucking train the you know baddest fucking fighting machine that they can possibly offer. And I don't think anybody out there yet has been able to get to the same standard as the Marine Corps. And I know I'm a little bit biased because I'm a fucking Marine, but someone proved me wrong. Someone proved me wrong. I mean, the training and everything that the Marine Corps goes through, you know, show me, show me, show me, uh, you know, someone that does better than us. I mean, besides maybe special force, you know, or something like that. But in terms of, uh, you know, each branch, the Marine Corps uh, has always had a fucking standard that they, you know, they're not willing to lower it. And and the females have had to come and, and rise up and, and to a standard above yep. a lot of other military branches. You know, um, now we're starting to put yep. females on the front lines and stuff like that. And and now the females are over on the West Coast and they didn't really want them to, you know, be on the West Coast because they were concerned that they couldn't keep up with the terrains and stuff like that. But here they are finding out, man. Hey. These fucking females are just as badass as these fucking males are. Let's fucking put these girls or these no, ladies I'm telling where they got to go, like, uh, A lot of people are like, oh, no, well, you know, females are weak. Like, yeah, you know what? Go go and tell that one TikTok called Strong Waifu. Go, go tell her that she's weak. I'll promise you that she'll fucking bench press you, right? Uh, <laughs> tell for, uh, right. Savannah before she had her kid, right? <laughs> Go tell her to try to talk smack to her. I promise you that she'll put you on a headlock, and with her biceps, she'll freaking pop your head open, right? Uh, a lot of people just go with this freaking, you know, oh, well, it's it's the girl next door. Like, no, man. Like, you got to think about it. Not even your brand-new PFC that comes in through the gate is going to come in like a stellar killer. No, you have to develop them, right? And if you want, like, regardless if it's a male, female regardless of what issues they have, it's it's on you on the NCO to develop them to be whatever you want them to be, right? 
So a lot of these guys that are coming on here, like bitching, like, oh, well, you know, different generations, like, bro, that's your fault, man. Why didn't you stay in? Oh, well, this was not worth it. Then why bitch about it? You can't bitch about it if you're not doing anything about it, right? So you can't come to the outside of the club and then say, like, yep. oh, well, this is this and blah, 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 and ruin the fun for everyone else when your experience is very unique. It's, 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 it's to you. And not everyone's going to share that same experience, right? Uh, I've had toxic leadership. I had really good leadership, right? But I'm not going to say like, oh, well, this one, you know, this one event, this one time, this one is going to make the whole entire thing of, of, of my whole entire career of, of ruining that. Or I'm going to go spread out like, yeah, toxic. Like, no, man. And if you're so pent up about it, go to the fucking therapist, man. Go to counseling, something. Go talk to someone. Don't go on fucking social media and 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 just try to sway away from everyone else because guess what? All you're just doing is fucking everyone over left and right, to be honest. Like when you... Right. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, everybody's, you know, mindset isn't exactly the same. And, it, you know, your experience isn't going to be everybody's experience, right? I mean... um, each and every one of us, we go in with a, you know, I, I mean, I went in with actually zero expectations. I only watched, like I said, full metal jacket. That was about the only thing I was like, oh, but you know, going in there, you you sh- you quickly learn and and stuff how it is, and and you adapt and you have to overcome it. You know what I mean to to make it happen. Yeah, man, it's a, it's and it's just one of those things, man. It's just one of those things like what what I always preach, man. Like you are. Even regardless that you know or not, whatever you say comes out of your mouth is going to be a representation of the Marine Corps, right? So, like, if you go and, and bash the Marine Corps, you know, all you're just doing is either kids that might want to join the Marine Corps are listening to you because they don't know any better because they're like, well, he, he was a Marine. And if you look at the civilians, all they think about Marines is like, well, these dudes are fucking badasses, right? I see them in the freaking Call of Duty and everything else. All I'm thinking about is, like, like these dudes are total badasses, and then when you have a guy that that just comes up on social media and just starts bashing the Marine Corps, like, yeah, you know, it was bad. I didn't do anything in my career, X, Y, or Z. You know, that kid's going to be like, uh, well, you know what? I'm I'm just not going to join, or or I'm going to do something else, right? And then, if you don't feed the machine, how do you replace the machine, right? Doesn't keep the machine well lubricated. And everyone that's inside is going, you know, start creating more friction on on your gears and everything else. So it's just food for, right? For right. aspect problem, and, and and these guys, I don't think a lot of time aren't thinking about that aspect of it. Is hey, I'm going to steer people away. We need a fighting force, people. I mean, uh, if you haven't noticed, America is a huge target. A lot of people hate the Western civilization in, in general. So, you know, um, for people, especially veterans, for you guys to steer people away from it, I mean, um, you know, it's, again, once again, everybody's not going to have the exact same sp- experience. I know when I was in, I wanted to get out. But when I got out, I really appreciated the, the Marine Corps. And uh, I missed so much of it. And and, you know, uh, there was a little bit of a, a quick second, too, when I was sitting with the actual um, 
we called him this the 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 this I forgot what the hell, the career jammer. We had to go talk to him before we were getting on our way out. And uh I almost was gonna re enlist for a quick second, you know, just because I had finally, you know, like I said, it, it finally wore on me like in and, and, and everything kind of made sense to me at that point in time. The whole time I'm in being a PFC or Lance Corporal and getting shitted on and stuff like that, you know, at that moment in time, you're like, oh, woe's me, woe's me, you know. But it's once you pick up NCO and everything else, and then you kind of you you kind of start to realize, wait a second, this is this is there's there's a whole there's a whole meaning to a lot of this, and a lot of things clicked in for me, man. Um, you know, when it came to boot camp and everything else, but once we went to combat. You know, and you're like, and it's like the fucking light bulb goes off and you're like, no shit, man. No wonder why they told us that. It's kind of like the same thing when you're, when you're a kid and your mom's always telling you not to do something or your dad, some, you know, someone telling you not to do something. Then you become an apparent later on and you're like, ah, oh, no shit. That's why yeah. they didn't want to fucking, you know, for me to do that. Same kind of thing. And, in the, and, you know, it doesn't, it comes in the Marine Corps. And it doesn't take away like, yeah, same experience. obviously bullshit in the Marine Corps and everything else. There, there always is and for the guys that are getting out it's, it's nothing again obviously well, like well too i mean i mean once it was a civilian job it wasn't much different out there you, you had shitty leadership guys making horrible decisions you know and then you have the great guys that you love working with and it, it's, yeah. it's exactly how it was in the marine corps you know it's just uh you know, we did have a little bit of a stricter, you know, law and a whole another set of laws that we kind of had to abide by. But honestly, when you get out and you, and you quickly go back into working in the civilian sector and you actually go in and get yourself like a, a you know, a good job, you start to realize, wow, this isn't really much different. There's still fuckery and, uh, you know, people making horrible decisions and everything like that. But like you, you, you know, you made a good comment and a good statement earlier is, you yourself can actually make that difference or that change. If you don't like how staff NCO is, what or whatever, or even a corporal, when you pick it up, why don't you go take that on? And then if you want to keep going and you want to talk shit about your how your staff NCOs are, well, why don't you go pick up staff NCO and now you go try it and you you try to make it better. And then you, and once you're in the shit, you kind of start to realize why people are the way they are or why things are the way they are. It, because you're now embedded in it and you're yeah, like, oh, you're I'm living shit. this like, life and now uh, I get it. It happens a lot. It, it does. It does. Yep. Yep, I bet it does. All right, bro. Well, hey, man, I think uh, we're already at over two hours on this one. <laughs> um, I really appreciate you like always, man. And I, I, I don't, I, I'd love to have you on again. We'll uh, definitely make some time because it's always yes, fun having a good conversation with you. Um, we still haven't got too much into your air winger side, but we got through a lot of different other things. I think uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to go check out his previous episode, I've just uh, new, uh, uh, uploaded it to uh, YouTube, or you can check it on Spotify, um, Anchor, all the um, platforms that have podcasts on it. But hey, I really appreciate you, Stats Art Cruz. Hope you have a great day, man. Have yes, a great sir. week and uh, keep kicking right, ass you, for man. us. I'll be checking you later, brother. Semper fi. Semper fi, brother.